You're now listening to the Stouffville Pentecostal Church audio podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Our message today was preached by our lead pastor, Pastor Jeff Laird. Have a listen. Hey, church family. Welcome to the new normal. I'm glad you're tuning in. And if you're not part of our church, I'm glad that you're watching as well. Uh, This is going to be our new normal for the next little while, so uh, thank you for being a part of it. The whole world is concerned uh, with COVID-19, and rightly so. It's important that we take all the necessary and practical measures we can to protect people. And we need to keep praying for those who have been impacted, and I encourage you to do that. But I wanted to remind us all to remember something today. God is bigger than the coronavirus. And he will either protect us or he will get us through this. And our confidence is in him. And situations like this, it it always is a good reminder to us of who and where we put our trust. There's a lot of shaking going on and we have got to build our lives on the solid rock foundation of Jesus Christ. He is the unshakable one. And we cannot depend on anyone or anything else. We've seen the stock market crash. We've seen people fighting over toilet paper, as crazy as that sounds. We have seen this great sense of anxiety that is going on all over the world. And just because we're believers in Jesus, it doesn't mean that we're not going to face challenges. We know that we are. And as we face these challenges and as we face these fears, we've got to find our confidence in God. And that's what I'm here this, today to, uh, to encourage you to do. In uncertain times, we must be people of prayer more than ever before. God can stop and defeat this virus in Jesus' name. I was thinking about a story from the Old Testament about Israel and King Jehoshaphat and a time when they were facing peril, they were facing death, they were facing a mountain and an impossible situation that they couldn't get out of. And it's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20, and we're going to read it in just a second. But there was basically three things that they did in the face of their fear that I think are very useful for us. And I wanted to talk uh, to you all today about that. Let's have a look at the story. It's found in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And if you have your Bibles there at home, pull it out. It's on the little screen beside me. But if you have a Bible, pull it out to 2 Chronicles chapter 20. And, uh, and you can follow along with me. It says this. After this, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and some of the Meuites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, a vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazazon Tamar. That's another name for En Gedi. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and he begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Jehoshaphat stood before the community of Judah and Jerusalem in front of the new courtyard at the temple of the Lord. He prayed, O Lord, God of our ancestors, 
You alone are the God who is in heaven. You are ruler of all the kingdoms of the earth. You are powerful and mighty. No one can stand against you. Oh, our God, did you not drive out those who lived in this land when your people Israel arrived? And did you not give this land forever to the descendants of your friend Abraham? Your people settled here and built this temple to honor your name. They said, whenever we are faced with any calamity, such as war, plague, or famine, we can come to stand in your presence before this temple where your name is honored. We can cry out to you to save us, and you will hear us and rescue us. And now see what the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir are doing. You would, you would not let our ancestors invade those nations when Israel left Egypt. So they went around them and did not destroy them. Now see how they reward us, for they have come to throw us out of, of your land, which you gave us as an inheritance. O oh, our God, won't you stop them? We are powerless against this mighty army that is about to attack us, and we do not know what to do but we are looking to you for help. Jehoshaphat is crying out with all the people in a desperate measure, in, in a desperate prayer for help. And here's the point of uh, the, the first point that I wanted to mention today is we need to pray and not panic. Pray and not panic. See, so King Jehoshaphat gets bad news and he realizes that there's no way in the natural that Israel is going to escape. He calls the people to fast and to pray and he leads them in prayer for God to come and to intervene and to rescue them out of an impossible situation. You see, all of us are pretty good at praying when we're in an emergency. We tend to pray a little bit harder and a little bit more when things aren't going so well. And I just wanted to tell you, don't feel bad about that. It's good and it's fine. We should pray when we face trouble. And we, we need to find the peace and the confidence in prayer. And so praying in difficult times is the right thing to do. We should pray and not panic. The Bible says again and again and again, do not be afraid. So God wants us to pray. He wants us to bring our troubles to him. He wants to give us his peace and his strength. He doesn't want us to panic. He wants us to pray. Sometimes he'll protect us and change the situation. Sometimes the situation won't change, but he promises to be with us and to take us through it. Isn't that an awesome thing? See, there's no one here or you'd be shouting amen. Ha <laughs> ha, I know. See, when you're in over your head, he is still the one to run to. Come on, church. He is still God and he's still ruler over all. There's a great psalm that people have been reading a lot over these last few days, Psalm 91. And I wanted to read some of it to you, verses 1 to 6. It says, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord, that he alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust him. For he will rescue you from every trap and protect you from deadly disease. He will cover you with his feathers. He will shelter you with his wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Do not be afraid of the terrors 
of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. He wants us to pray in times of crisis. Listen, we have a hope, we have a comforter, we have a protector, and his name is Jesus. So that is what we must do, pray and not panic. I was reading this week about this story that happened back in the 1800s, and this French general had arrived in this Austrian town, and he had about 18,000 troops with him. And they were getting ready to invade this town, and they had planned to kill and destroy everything that was there. And it happened to be Easter Sunday that they arrived, and all the townspeople knew that there was no chance that they were going to survive. So they all ran to the church, and they rang the church bell for everybody to, to cram inside. And that's what the town did, and they all began to pray. They waited and waited and nothing happened. And eventually they opened the door and they discovered that the French army had ran away. And the French general had thought that the ringing of the bell meant that the entire Austrian army was about to arrive. He got scared and he took off. The people were saved and God got the glory. Sometimes God does great things through our prayer. Sometimes he just gives us the strength to make it through. But listen, pray and don't panic. Second, I wanted to talk about this that comes out of this story. We have to trust in the power of God. The story continues in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 13 and it, it says this, as all the men of Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, wives and children, the Spirit of the Lord came upon one of the men standing there. His name was Jehaziel, son of Zechariah, son of Benaiah, son of Jeel, son of Mataniah, a Levite who was a descendant of Asaph. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen, King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Do not be afraid. There it is again. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, march out against them. You will find them coming up through the ascent of Ziz at the end of the valley that opens into the wilderness of Jeruel. But you will not even need to fight. Take your positions and then stand still and watch the Lord's victory. He is with you, O people of Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Go out against them tomorrow, for the Lord is with you. That is awesome. He's saying, hey, don't be afraid. Trust in the power of God. See, God knows when something is too big for us to handle. He doesn't expect us to solve problems that are beyond our ability to solve. He does, however, expect us to trust him. He does, however, want us to believe that he is working things out. We have a good God. He is for us and not against us. And sometimes we get arrogant enough to believe that we know how things should go, that we know how things should, should be fixed, that we have the answer. And if God would only listen to us, right? Good one. God doesn't sometimes listen to us because he knows better. And many times our solution to a problem is not the way that God would do it. It's not the way that God has it planned. 
He is sovereign. He's beyond our full understanding. And there are things that we will never fully understand this side of heaven. However, let me encourage everybody with this. What we do know, what has been revealed to us through the word and the Holy Spirit is enough for us to trust him. Somebody at home said, amen. Come on now. It is enough for him, for, for us to trust him. If we can't trace his hand, we've got to be able to trust his heart. He is for us. He loves us. He's a good father who knows how to look after his own. He works for our good. He has a good plan for our lives. He never leaves us. His love endures forever and his mercy is fresh every morning. That's a God that we can trust. There's a couple of verses I wanted to share. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 and 7 it says, Don't worry about anything. Instead pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Amazing verse. Another pass, another couple verses in uh, Jeremiah chapter 17. It says, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Come on, that's good stuff. God says to Israel, I know this army is too big for you to handle. I'm not expecting you to be able to deal with this. I want you to trust me, trust in my power, trust in my love, trust in my goodness. This battle is not yours to fight, it is mine, says God. So we've got to trust him and not get discouraged about anything, not just a virus, but other things that we get worried about. God is still in control. Take your position, he says to Israel, and stand still and watch what I am about to do. How many times, seriously, in your life were you filled with worry? You were filled with anxiety. You were kind of freaking out that something was going to happen. And somehow, some way, God came through. Many of you listening today have testimonies of God intervening in your life and changing a situation and delivering you from the thing that you were afraid about. We have, if you didn't know, serious trust issues. I know, I know it's hard to believe, but we have trust issues. We have trust issues in our human relationships and we have trust issues in our relationship with our heavenly father. Sometimes people let us down, it's true. And it becomes hard to trust people who let us down. I get that, but listen, it, it should never be hard to trust God because he never lets us down, never once. He doesn't deserve our mistrust. He says, trust me, trust me, trust me. Do not be afraid, trust me. When we are tempted, he says, I'll provide a way out. When you lack wisdom, he said, trust me, I'll give you the info that you need. I will help you find your way and navigate your way through this. He's a God, Titus says, who does not lie. And he says he can be trusted. So our confident hope must be in him. We don't hope in God like we 
hope the weather's going to be good or we hope the sun will shine tomorrow. No, it's not that kind of a hope. It's a confident hope that we know and believe that he is worthy of our trust. All is well when we put things in his hands. So he reminds these people, he says, first, uh, they, they prayed, the Israelites, they prayed and they didn't panic. And second, they trusted in the power of God. Uh, at the end of Psalm 91, look at these verses, verses 14 and 15. They say, the Lord says, I will rescue those who love me and I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. This is his promise. And he is a God who does not lie. So point number three is we got to praise him. We got to praise him. Going back to the story in 2 Chronicles chapter 20. This is what King Jehoshaphat did. In verse 18, it says this. Then King Jehoshaphat bowed low with his face to the ground and all the people of Judah and Jerusalem did the same, worshiping the Lord. Then the Levites from the clans of Koath and Korah stood to praise the Lord, the God of Israel, with a very loud shout. Early the next morning, the army of Judah went out into the wilderness of Tekoa and on the way, Jehoshaphat stopped and said, listen to me, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem, believe in the Lord your God and you will be able to stand firm, believe in his prophets and you will succeed. After consulting the people, the king appointed singers to walk ahead of the army, singing to the Lord and praising him for his holy splendor. This is what they sang. Give thanks to the Lord. His faithful love endures forever. And at the very moment, at the very moment, it says, they began to sing and give praise. The Lord caused the armies of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir to start fighting amongst themselves. And the armies of Moab and Ammon turned against their allies from Mount Seir and killed every one of them. After they destroyed the army of Seir, they began attacking each other. So when the army of Judah arrived at the lookout point in the wilderness, all they saw were dead bodies lying on the ground as far as they could see. Not a single, uh, not a single one of the enemy had escaped. King Jehoshaphat and his men went out to gather the plunder and they found vast amounts of equipment, clothing and other valuables, more than they could carry. There was so much plunder that it took them three days just to collect it all. And on the fourth day, they gathered in the Valley of Blessing, which got its name that day because the people praised and thanked the Lord there. And it is still called the Valley of Blessing today. We've got to praise him, people. See, to face and defeat our fears, we've got to use all the weapons that God gives to us. We can pray, we can trust, and the last one I want to I remind you of is praise. King Jehoshaphat put the singers out in front of the army. Now, if you were a singer, would you like to be out in front of the army? That's not a good place to be. But there he does. He puts the singers out in front and they began to sing. And they were singing, give thanks to the Lord. His love endures forever. Verse 22 says that the moment they began to praise the Lord, every, that, that the Lord went to work. And notice, I just wanted you to notice this. They weren't calling down fire upon their enemy. They weren't, you know, uh, cursing and, 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 you know, asking for stuff. All they were doing 
was lifting up the name of the Lord. Their focus was to praise. And as they lifted up the name of the Lord, the Lord gave them the deliverance that they needed. And so we see really clearly that praise is a weapon that we can use in the face of an impossible situation. We got to praise him for his greatness and feel the joy of the Lord returning into our souls. We, we got to understand that praise lifts off our heaviness. It lifts off our worry. It stirs hope and faith inside of us. It helps us to focus on the answer rather than always being obsessed with the problem, right? It invites the presence of the Holy Spirit and chases away the devil and our doubt at the same time. It is a powerful weapon that you need to pull out and use in times such as these. It brings comfort. It brings assurance. It gives us power and strength. It gives freedom and faith. Praise moves the hand of God. It, he, he can move your mountain. You don't need to call curses. You don't need to beg. Sometimes what you need to do is just give him praise. Call on the name of the Lord and watch his hand go to work. And so I remind us all of how awesome and glorious he really is. And he is worthy of your praise. If you're watching at home, come on, say amen with me. Gave you, I hope you did. All right, come on now. I want to give you a couple quick examples and then we're going to close. 1 Samuel chapter 16, Saul is being tormented by an evil spirit. And they can't, they can't seem to settle Saul down. He's being tormented and, ha and hassled by this evil spirit until they bring in David. And David comes in and he plays the harp. And when David plays the harp, the evil spirit has to leave. Do you get what's going on? Like, listen, I'm sure that David was a really good harp player. He was probably an amazing harp player. But it wasn't just his skill. It was the anointing of the Holy Spirit that was upon him. And as he began to praise, as he began to play his music, then, and the presence of the Lord began to fill that room, then guess what happens? Evil leaves. The enemy takes off. Saul gets comforted and the presence of God comes and does great things in the room. As he played, the Holy Spirit arrived and the evil spirit leaves. That's power in praise. Use it. One other example real quick is Acts chapter 16. The story of Paul and Silas. They're in jail, in the Philippian jail. And they began to sing. These are men who were just beaten they are tired, they are exhausted, they're thrown into a nasty, dirty place and they began to sing and praise. It, it says that it impacted all the prisoners around them because it says they were all listening to what Paul and Silas were doing. And uh, some of you know the story, but an earthquake happens and all the chains fall off the prisoners and all the doors to every cell swing open. And it's just this little picture of Praise releasing us from the chains that hold us down. See, we can let our chains break our praise or we can let our praise break our chains. It is our choice. Use it. It is a weapon God gives us to face our fears and to conquer our worry and our anxiety. The Holy Spirit can give us a garment of praise instead of a spirit of heaviness. I am all for that. Praise is a weapon to lift our burdens and to solve our anxiety.
So listen, we're facing uncertain times and we need to be wise. We need to be wise to do all the normal practical things that we have to do. But I want you to be encouraged today. Remember, the battle is the Lord's. So let's keep praying and not be panicking. Let's be trusting in the power and the delivering hand of God. And three, let's give him praise. Praise will restore the jump in our step. It will give us the joy back. We need to be the church in times like this more than ever before. Help somebody. Don't walk around feeling discouraged or defeated. Do a few certain steps. If you are stuck at home, take some time to pray. Take some time to trust. Take some time to praise. Get that stuff into your soul. And I, I promise you, you will feel better and be better because of it. If you're watching today and you don't know the Lord and all what I've said seems like a, a, a bunch of crazy talk, I want you to know that God has changed many people. He's changed my life. He's changed hundreds and thousands, in fact, millions of lives around the world. He is real. Jesus is real and can make a difference in your life. And if you're watching today, I encourage you to reach out to the church. All of our emails are there. Go on our website. Find a friend who knows the Lord, but get connected to a good Bible-believing church and you will find your life being transformed. You will be better for it. So thank you everybody for tuning in. He is still God and he is still with us. This is our new normal and we'll be back next week to do the same thing. Let me pray as we conclude today and just to ask that the peace of God and the blessing of the Lord would be upon us all. So let's pray together. Father, thank you today for your goodness. Thank you for your mercy and thank you, Lord, for your amazing love. Your grace, Lord, is still sufficient for us today. Lord, there are many that are suffering in our world and we ask in Jesus' name that you would bring healing and strength and comfort to those, Father, that need it today. We ask you, Lord, for those in our church family, Lord, that are isolated and feeling alone, that they would know the comfort of the Holy Spirit, that we would, Lord, be the church, that we would be people who are kind, looking for ways to serve, looking for ways to make a difference. So, Lord, we just ask you for your help in all of this. As we face our fears, help us, Lord, to pray and not panic. Help us to trust you and help us to lift up praise for you are truly worthy of it. Thank you, Lord. May your blessing, may your power, may your peace, Lord, be upon your people today. Thank you, Father. We pray all of these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. You have been listening to the Stovall Pentecostal Church audio podcast. For more information about Stovall Pentecostal Church, including events, ministries, and service time, please visit our website at www.spcfamily.ca. You can subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast store, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts.